Oh, hello there. It seems like uh, as if we'd spoken already today. That's weird. You're listening to the Power Gold Podcast, bringing you the latest tips, tricks, and strategies for making gold in World of Warcraft. I'm your host, Jim Youngkin. And now, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Power Word Gold Podcast, episode number 85. I am Jim Youngkin, your host with the most welcome. If you want to find more from us, as always, you can always, uh, always, always, you can find us at powerwordgold.net for our blog and podcast. You can also find us on our live streams at twitch.tv slash Jim Youngkin. We've been playing a little bit of EverQuest Next Landmark, as well as World of Warcraft. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr. All of those are Power Word Gold. All those links are at the top of PowerWordGold.net. Uh, let's see. Also, what else? Oh, if you want to get a hold of us via email, you can f- send us messages at PowerWordGold at Yahoo.com if you have feedback for us. Um, let's just jump right into it today. Let's start out with some shout outs. Gonna get a, go, gonna go to, get a boo doo doo doo. Gonna go ahead and give some shout outs to Hester, Copper to Gold, Gnarly Mutt, Steed, Soko, Slick Rock, Drunken Mogul, uh, Casper Bujalski, Wild Dot Ben, Napa, uh, Matthew McKinnon and uh, everybody else who has been interacting with us on Twitter. You guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, Twitter is a great way to get a hold of us. All right, so let's see. Let's go ahead and jump right into the show today. Today we're going to be doing a little bit more of a freestyle show which means that we're going to be kind of going with the flow as far as what we want to discuss. But first off, I had a simple tip and trick for you today. And uh, the simple tip and trick that we have for that I have for you today isn't necessarily a gold-making tip, but it is kind of a fun thing you can do if you're an engineer. So if you're an engineer like me, you have your... Uh, Blingtron, if you've made one. And I always like to put one down every time, you know, every time I log into the game. And I also log into the game generally around the same area. So what you can do is you can make a macro that says, you know, Blingtron going down in Dwarven District near the auction house. And uh, whenever I put my Blingtron down, I put that announcement into the trade chat so that people can come... uh, can come and uh, put their Blinktrons down. Or no, no, not not put the... What is it? A Blinktron party? No. So that people can um, come and, and get their chance to get a Blinktron as well. So that's just a fun little tip. You know, not necessarily a gold-making tip, but it is a fun little thing for all of us engineers out there. <laughs> so um, today I'm going to be talking about a few things. Um... One of the things that I wanted to talk about first off today was to talk about Trade Skill Master 
and specifically, um, let's see, to, today I wanted to talk a little bit about Trade Skill Master and one of the features that I haven't used in the past as much, but I started using it, and it is really awesome, and that is the gather function. In Trade Skill Master, when you've created a, you know, a crafting, you've created craft uh, a crafting queue. Say, for example, you want to make um, a, a blacksmithing weapon. When you're done in your professional window with the crafting queue, you go ahead and click the gather button at the top of the window. And what this is going to do is it's going to bring up a gathering window, which is this nice, cool little window. <clears throat> that explains all the different steps that it's going to take you in order to make this. So let me just go over some of the things that happened yesterday when I decided to make a particular blacksmithing weapon. It told me to go to the go to my guild bank. When I went to my guild bank, I hit the gather button when I had the window open, and it took out a few of the mats that I needed for that. And then it told me to log on to this other character go to their bank, and they pulled out some items. Then it told me to get onto my miner, and then it had, and uh, and it told me to mail the items, so I went to the mailbox, clicked the, the mail, and it automatically mailed the items off to my blacks, or my miner. My miner, then when he got on, said go to the mailbox, he collected his items, went to click, and it smelted the items for him into the bars that he needed. Then it said to go to the mailbox, and went to the mailbox, and clicked mail in that same gather window. And it mailed off the items to my main character. Um, while I was doing that with my blacks, or with my miner, it said, you know, go to the auction house, buy f- this many of this particular kind of bars. So I did that, and then made those um, higher into bars for that particular item. Then went to the mailbox, and then clicked mail and it mailed off those items to my blacksmith then finally logged on my blacksmith collected his mail crafted the item it is like the coolest thing and i know for a lot of you out there who are trade skill master experts you're like uh yeah of course (laughs) but um as i've said before i'm not a huge crafter um these days i have been in the past but i'm not a huge profession crafter as it is so it was just really cool to be able to see that function work because um, it really takes a lot of the guesswork out of like using either something like Altaholic or something else like that in order to um, to bring all those to know which alts have those items and you got to log on to the alt then you got to go grab it out of the bank and this pretty much gives you a nice little roadmap it's not perfect um a few times it kind of had me going a little bit weird direction to get certain things and I had to kind of auto, you know, not auto correct it, but that's one of the things that I wanted to talk a little bit about was the gather function. So if you have, if you do craft materials and maybe you have or craft items and you have, um, materials scattered around on your multiple characters, try clicking the gather button when you're in your crafting window and then, letting it go ahead and um, gather those items up for you. So that is a pretty cool little thing. Trade Skill Master is amazing. I, like probably many of you, I continue to learn more and more about it 
as I go along more and more every day. Um, I think most of us probably use about 10% of Trade Skill Master. <laughs> we use about 20, 10% of the functionality of Trade Skill Master, but it's, uh, it's the 10% that we, that we need, um, particularly in our case to get the job done that we need to get done. But I'm always learning. Always learning more. Alright. Let's see here. So, moving right along for me, I have been able to work my markets more, uh, lately, which has been very nice. Um, my markets are somewhat, uh, how do you describe it? My markets are somewhat constricted just by the amount of time that I have. And I always used to, whenever, whenever people used to say, oh, I only have this much time to play, I always used to be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that was before I <laughs> had a kid and kids are awesome and, but they can also, you know, make it so that your, um, your, Playtime is somewhat limited, so it's made me think a lot more like in first person. Like I think I thought more about limited playtime in the abstract before I had a child, and you know I only have one, and other people have a lot more than me, or have a lot more, um, uh, a lot more you know, responsibilities, and even have a lot less time. But that's one of the things about gold making I think think is kind of interesting is it is a way to spend the time that you do have away from you know when you do have free time it is an inter- it is a really nice way to to spend that to spend that time doing something that you enjoy um and so I think gold making is a nice a nice thing to do because it really has it really has a flexible schedule if that makes sense like you're not really required to be anywhere at a specific time where something like raining might be or it doesn't really rely on having certain people around where something like PVP or arenas or you know other stuff which is probably why I think things like um um, things like flex rating and stuff might be good for people who are looking for a raid because it also has that same type of, uh, appeal to it where you can pretty much do it on your own schedule. But, um, I don't know. It's been, it's been strange because, you know, I've, I've been continuing to improve my markets here and there, but I'm often amazed at how, other people are able to take and continue to improve their markets as well. Like people that I talk to, like people that contact me because of the blog or because of the podcast or, you know, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just a, you know, an ever continuing to evolve process. And, you know, you only have so much, when you only have so much time, it really makes you stop and think about, okay, so what am I, you know, what am I doing today? For example, um, one of my markets that I was working in was uh, the cloth PVP markets, and I've kind of stopped those markets. 
Like I still continue to sell the items that I have, but I haven't really been restocking. So um, I've also been experimenting with um, deal finding. That's one of the ones that I've been doing uh, quite a bit of, where I look on the Undermine Journal great deals page and I look at wow auctions bargain hunters page and I put those items into trade skill master lists and you know there's an export option in wow auction and there's a little looks like two cans with an arrow coming off of it an export option in there and there's also I use um, I use uh, grouper which is available at the top of power word gold to copy the whole page of great deals from the Endermine Journal. So I've been doing this. I've been doing these markets, and they seem like they've been doing pretty well. But it's only at the time; it's whatever's you know popular at the time. And so, the other thing I've been worrying, working with on these markets is what do you do with when, like in my case, like what do I do when the markets, when those deals are? What I've been doing, I guess I should explain it more like this. What I've been doing is when those deals. And they're all listed by date in the group names. When they're like a month old, I just take out the um, take out the auctioning operation, and then it stops auctioning. And what I also did was make all of those groups into a as subgroups into a main group, and then I added a, a mailing operation to that main group. Um, this did a few things for me. It allowed me to set up my auctioning and buying and and shopping operations all from the same um, all from this. I, I could just set it once in the main group, the auctioning and the shopping operations. And then what I would do is, as soon as and that means that whenever I create a new subgroup in there, it's automatically going to. Um, it's automatically going to add those, you know, operations on as the defaults. So I don't have to set the operations every time I make a new group. And the other thing that it does is what I'll do is when when the group is a month old, so if say for example it's February 8th right now and I made a group on f- January 7th, well, I've been trying to sell those items for a month now, so probably time to just, you know, stop trying to sell them and move on. So in my case, what I've been doing is going in um, and setting the auctioning operation to be none. So override the default, override the group um, auctioning operation and set it to none. And then when I go to post my auctions, what's left over in my bags are ones that are old. And then I have that shop or have that mailing operation set up to go unmail those items off. So I don't set set that mailing operation unless I've got only expired auctions that are not posting because I've taken off the auctioning operation. I need to set, right now they're all in one and I'll just and I just switch off the mailing operation. But what I really need to do is make two main groups, one for horde, one for alliance and set the mailing operations on into the two different main characters. Uh so what I'll do then is I'll mail those off to my um I'll mail those off to my enchanters and then they'll either vendor the items if they're like higher level items or they'll just disenchant the I- disenchant the items. 
So that's one of the markets I've been doing. It doesn't take a lot of time to get the markets together. Um, and I've been having some pretty good success with that. Uh, if you're not familiar, I buy those items for 10% of the end of my journal GE mar- median. And I sell them for th- minimum price 30% the end of my journal GE median. Normal price 120% and maximum price 200% of the end of my journal GE median. Fairly straightforward market to run. Um, doesn't really take more much more than going out to that. I will have a, ca- a word of caution though. I had a weird experience yesterday where apparently the apparently the uh, magnificent hides w- got put into one of those bargain hunters. And I ended up selling off a bunch of my magnificent hides on my two leather workers. Um, that I wasn't really expecting to mail off. And the reason I did that was because for some reason those items got put into that group and I didn't realize it. So when I went to post my auctions, I didn't realize I was posting all my magnificent hides. Now, they still sell for a fairly decent price, but if I had realized that magnificent hides were going to get posted up, I would have... I would have not um, posted them for the price that I ended up selling them for, but live and learn. That's just the way that that's just the way that the <laughs> that's just the way that the magnificent hide crumbles. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and take a chance here to thank our sponsor. The uh, the sponsor for this episode of the Power Gold Podcast is the Power Word Gold Guides. We have two different guides for sale. We have the Power Word Gold Guide Volume One, which is a 130 page guide to making gold in well, with add-ons, and we also have the Power Word Gold Guide Volume Two, which is a 75-page guide to making gold and Mr. Pandaria. The price for those guides are five, ten, fifteen, and twenty dollars each. Four different prices. They all purchase the same guides. We just leave it up to you to decide which price you'd like to pay to support us by purchasing the guides. To purchase those guides, head over to PowerWordGold.net. Look for the banner ad, one of the purchase links on the sidebar, or the store link at the top of the page, or look for. The link's in the show notes for this episode. Also, we offer one-on-one gold-making tutoring. If you're interested in getting one-on-one gold-making tutoring, head over to PowerWordGold.net. Look for the tutoring link at the top of the page, and you'll get more information on what's involved with that. So thanks, everybody who sponsors the show. You're awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Little baby thinks you're awesome, too, huh? Yeah. All right. So, what's coming up? Well, um, it's kind of strange doing the podcast by myself. I mean, we usually like to have guests on the podcast, but you know, we're not a, we're not opposed to doing it by ourselves if we if we have to. It's kind of it's kind of weird talking to you, like because I feel like I've talked to you already and. If you've been listening to the Goldmaker podcast on a daily basis, I have talked to you every day. Now, the Goldmaker podcast, you can find it at gldmkr.com or on iTunes. Just search for gldmkr. You can also follow us on Twitter, gldmkr, and then you'll know when new episodes come out. Um, five minutes a day, generally. We've been, we just had episode number 20. So that's a really fun format. We record it all on our pot. Uh, we record it all on our iPhone. Record it, post it, FTP it, 
all that stuff from our iPhone, so that's pretty fun. Um, it is fun to have a very focused in short podcast that's done on a daily basis. We haven't missed a day yet. Knock on wood or whatever this is. Pressed particle board or whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we have been talking to people every day. If you guys have been listening to the Goldmaker podcast and so, you know, that one's a lot more timely. You know, we talk about, um, we talk about, like, for example, we talk about blog posts that have been out in the community recently. Um, and we, you know, we go off on smart, short little topics. So I've been really enjoying that. And thanks to everybody who's been listening to the Goldmaker podcast. And we're going to keep going. We're going to keep making it. Um, because it's such a short form podcast, I don't really talk much about the show actually on the show. But um, I was just going to say, if anybody has questions for me uh, for that podcast, you can leave um, a mention on Twitter. And I'll try to make sure I answer that. If you have a blog that's a gold-making blog that I haven't mentioned yet on the show, feel free to send me a message on Twitter. Or not a message. Send a mention on Twitter with your pot, with your blog. Um, I do have an RSS feed that I keep all the blogs that I like to keep track of. That's where I generally pull them from. So, um, And if you have any ideas for things that you'd like to hear about, um, I think I already mentioned that. So... I've actually talked probably longer about the Goldmaker podcast than any one individual episode of the Goldmaker podcast is. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey. Baby's trying. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. All right. So, the future. What's 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 been in the news? Blizzard announced uh, some increase in um, subscriber numbers, and I looked at the increase, and it was like by maybe 0.2 million. So I guess 200,000 subscribers, which I guess technically is an increase. Um, but let's see. Warlords of Draenor. Not a whole lot of new information. Um, I know, I think it was... I think it was either... It was either it was either Fat Loots or it was Steed, or they were talking about how there was some data mined information about possible having possible uh, possibly having leveling boost type information included in the free level nineties. I haven't actually gone and dug up the information myself, but I thought that was kind of interesting if they did do that. Um, but other than that, the gold making information has been pretty, you know, pretty slim. Slim pickings, of course. Like I said, I'm not like a hound dog out there searching every single day for every little bit of information. But I think most of the stuff that's really been going on in gold making has just been the gold making community has been seems seems like it's been um, active. We got fat loots out there, or not fat loots, uh, wild profits out there streaming we got steed podcasting goblin rassets came back and is doing podcasts um there's a few new blogs out there um i think wow gold bandit dot blogspot dot com um 
and a few others that are out there. Again, listen to the Goldmaker podcast if you want kind of a daily uh, emphasis on that. Um, my my project for leveling characters is kind of stalled a little bit, although technically I did end up paying um, on a month-to-month basis for two months after, and so I got my emerald or green hippogriff mount, which I actually haven't even I haven't even um, I haven't even mounted it up yet and seen what it looks like, so I should probably do that here. Um, I got an achievement for it, but I haven't used it yet. So, again, just limited time. Um, I know that's like a bad excuse for for you know not making gold, but that is the one of the nice things about gold making is that it's very flexible. You can kind of increase and decrease as much as you as much as you want. All right, let's see here. All right, here at the end of the show, I just wanted to uh, give a call out to you guys, you listeners out there. Participate. We're gonna have. We're gonna talk about participation. Um, as you could tell, when I'm doing the show by myself, um, it tends to be a little bit, you know, a little bit not less eventful, but you know, a little bit. A little bit like I, I do like having other guests here, but what I'd like for you guys out there to do is to send in your gold making questions, send in information you'd like to hear on the show. Um, send that to powerwordgold at yahoo.com or you can mention us on Twitter and just put like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> hashtag PWG podcast, hashtag. Hashtag gold, hashtag making, hashtag wow, hashtag Warcraft, no. Um, hashtag PWG podcast. And uh, yeah, just ask your question and we'll try to collect those together and answer a few of those on the future episodes of the podcast. I think a lot of you guys, most of the time, you just listen to the show because you want to gather the information. You don't really want to participate. And I can totally understand that because I listen to a lot of podcasts, but uh, the amount of podcasts that I actually interact with is very very small maybe i I mean i do i I probably send a tweet out once a week to a podcast and i probably listen to about 10 podcasts but i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go ahead and cut it off here thanks everybody for listening to the power word gold podcast as always you can find us at powerwordgold.net you can find our blog and podcast there you can find us on youtube twitter facebook and google plus and Tumblr, all those are powered gold. You can find our live streams at twitch.tv slash Jim Youngkin. Man, talk about streaming. Streaming has gotten huge over the last years, hasn't it? Jeez. Remember back in February when I was February of 2012. Speaking of February. Speaking of February, let me look at something really quick before we get off the episode here. Let me look at something what we got here. We're going to Powered Gold. We're going to 2011. Going to the first post ever. Oh. Our first post was on February 7th, 2011. So today, yesterday, Powered Gold is officially three years old. 
Isn't that awesome? Cool. Nice. That's crazy. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Powered Gold podcast episode number 84, uh, 85. Um, again, if you want to find more, head over to poweredgold.net. Also, if you want to listen to the Goldmaker podcast, head over and check it out at goldmkr.com. There's links to iTunes up there, Twitter. Um, we do a few episodes that we release on uh, YouTube. So, All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And I hope you have a good week. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. All right. I just wanted to take a little bit of time here at the end. Got the little baby here. Say hi. No. Oh, now she's. Oh, now she's gonna be quiet. She's gonna be quiet now. I just wanted to take a little bit of time here at the end to talk a little bit about the craziness about having the third anniversary of Power Word Gold. That is pretty crazy. Pretty amazing, don't you think? Don't you think? I uh, I'm really kind of staggered by that, and I I was going to actually go back and record a whole new podcast just based around that, but I thought I would just leave what we had and just add this here at the end. And the last year for Power Word Gold has been pretty good. Um, I did a post about it. Let's just see here. I did a post. It must have been February of last year. Let's see here. February. Powered Gold turns two years old today. Ah, there's the there's the picture I was looking for. On February second marks the two year anniversary of the first ever Powered. First post on Powered Gold. When we had our one year anniversary, we made note of how much the visual look at the bog had changed. This year, we wanted to highlight the increased avenues for sharing gold making information that have taken place. Wow. So we're going to have to make a new post about Powered Gold in 2000. Uh, Powered Gold in 2013. Powered Gold in 2013, honestly, here's what I have to say. A lot of streaming and our um, monetization of the blog has actually... Um, gone quite well. We're happy with that. Um, we could always hope for more, but we've been pretty happy with that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to, (laughs) it'll be interesting to, to write a follow up. I'm about to go do that right now. So that'll probably come out before this podcast comes out. But I mean, honestly, we love doing what we're doing, and when you're doing something like a blog and you've been doing it for this long, it's not really about the money, it's about the love, um, and if you do something that you love, I really believe that the money will come. Um, the fact that I'm even talking about money coming from the blog is just because that's kind of an integral part of the blog these days, and so we try to strike a good balance between not making it too in the face of the people and but also you know making it in people's faces enough that 
if that's something that they want to do, that they're able to, you know, support what we're doing. So yeah, here's to another good year of Power Word Gold. It'll be interesting to see where we go from here. <laughs> but if you're listening to this podcast, we're so we're so grateful for you, and you really make us doing this. Um, it's really what makes it worth doing. Um, we love all you guys out there. So, all right. Thanks for listening to the episode and yay. Here's to another good year for Power Word Gold. All right. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye.